0: The
1: Cricket Badger Test Match Daily Podcast. Can Joe Roots England dominate on home soil? Five mouth-watering test matches. Can Virat Kohli's India conquer the final frontier? Loving to talk test cricket every day. Well, hello. Hello. A little bit earlier than planned, today's daily podcast, I'm afraid, because we've had the news from Old Trafford that the fifth test at the moment has been cancelled. We had the negative tests, COVID tests in the Indian camp yesterday. At that stage, it looked like the fifth test match was going to go ahead without hitch, but obviously... This morning, as people poured into the ground, expecting to see the first day's play in Manchester, we got the news, well, probably about an hour before it was officially announced. We started to get the news that um, it was unlikely. It might be delayed by a day. It might be delayed until Sunday, the start of this match. And then it came official that it was going to be cancelled, the fifth test. I am James Butler, the Cricket Badger, and I am joined today by one of my Indian and fan badges, Neil Varani. Neil, today, I mean, I, I tweeted earlier, I got out of bed this morning full of positivity. We're going to see a day's play at the test match. And uh, I think now I probably prefer tennis. It's um, not been the best day for cricket, has it? I mean, from a PR side of things, spectators pouring towards Manchester, spending a lot of money on hotels, getting to the ground, all the rest of it, all excited to find out the game has been uh, called off. And obviously from a series perspective, terrific series, four fantastic test matches. We wanted a fifth one to add a nice full stop to a a terrific summer's entertainment, and we've not got it.
0: Yeah, um, I've got to say, personally, I am massively disappointed as a fan and yeah i feel a bit unsatisfied because we were heading towards um a great final act of what has been an excellent series so far with um a very very good india team uh competing um possibly being even better on foreign soil. um and Joe Root and Jimmy Anderson and Ollie Robinson in possibly career best form uh, for all three, with uh, a few others chipping in um, uh, on the england side and it was looking to be one of those i mean i I always say that the best series that i've seen um, are England and Australia uh, this winter just gone australia in India in 2017 and England-Australia back in 2005, and this would have been well up there uh, with them. But not to be, unless (laughs) we're we're hearing that there's been uh, the standard offer to make up the games whenever there's a... A cancellation of uh, these reasons. So,
1: um, I mean, how realistic I, that is. I mean, we'll come to that later. But how realistic that is in the, in the current landscape of international cricket, where there is no windows for doing anything. You can, you can hardly get into your own bed, let alone fit in another test match. Um, well, so
0: there's um, there's going to be a um, a test venue uh, available in Tasmania after the after the World Cup with the cancellation of the Australia Afghanistan series. Uh, Let's just all go over there. I'm sure Virat would love to uh, be playing England in Australian conditions instead yeah. of English.
1: I mean, let, let's go through the events. Um, I was going to say of today, of the last few days, really. I mean, in the four-test match, we heard that Ravi Shastri had tested positive for COVID, the, the head coach of India. Um, I think somebody else did as well, didn't in they, in the in the coaching uh, side of things? Three people,
0: um, Sridhar and... Um, Sridhar's the fielding coach, I think. And the uh, Barataran, I think, as well, the bowling coach.
1: And so there, there, pretty much was yeah. some isolation as well as a result of being close to those guys. And then, obviously, on Wednesday, I think it was, the physio in the Indian side, who has had his hands on the players, literally, um, he basically started to feel unwell, well, took a COVID test, was positive. Um, then yesterday the Indian players, the squad basically, took a COVID test. That returned negative um, results yesterday, yesterday evening. And at that stage, we thought the test match was going to go ahead. As I heard it this morning, and the Indian players were still not particularly happy with life in that touring party inside their bubble, for want of a better phrase, and were looking for a second test um, just because there is an incubation period. You never quite know you can test negative one day and then two days later find you positive so they were concerned with that and then there was talk about the test match being delayed a day or two until a start on Sunday obviously in the backdrop of all that the IPL starts in the UAE on the 19th so it's a very short window for any rescheduling to happen and then we got the news later on that it was going to be cancelled altogether and as I say we've seen subsequently the BCCI have suggested they could maybe try and shoehorn in, because of their very good relationship with the ECB, um, shoehorn in a fifth replacement test match at some stage in the future. Um, Obviously, when you get things like this, Neil, you get the twitterati looking for somebody to blame you get people making excuses you get all kinds of different discussions and it has to be said at the moment we're not we're not inside the meeting rooms of either the bcci or the ecb so we don't know the full story and probably only they do at the moment so it's a lot of this is conjecture but i mean vasanth comes up i mean have your comments say your say what you think on the uh Um, Whatever feed you're listening to it on, comment or ask questions. We will discuss whatever you say, um, as long as it's uh, family friendly. Vasanth uh, says, I am sorry to say that the players and coaches are responsible for this, meaning the Indian players, by attending that unnecessary book um, launch. There is a superstar culture and it is disgusting, he says. I mean, we talked about that yesterday, Neil, didn't we? Um, And you made the comment that there were some England um, representatives there as well you're shaking your head there but that was unauthorized wasn't it and obviously in times of covid you do have to be quite careful on that um yeah you see this is where where i get frustrated
0: um because at the start of the english summer i mean i'm uh, i'm based in london i've born and brought up in the uk uh, i i'm english uh, i just happen to have had a, a cricket mad granddad in Ratchcourt who uh, who got me into the game. <laughs> that's the um, worst thing. So that's the worst thing. So look, this this is part of a, a wider issue I have, which is um, really started in terms of my frustration um, with uh, England's tour of Sri Lanka. In that we're very very happy. Um, and feel great about caring about the players welfare their mental well-being the um, the mental cost of being in a bubble for extended periods up until it is inconvenient so during the england tour of sri lanka and india it was absolutely brilliant that we were taking care of them you know we weren't getting um the uh, the yardies or Triscothics or Harmison. Situations where people didn't feel they could speak up about that, but as soon as a few games were were lost, then suddenly, why are we sending Johnny back? Well, because he's going to be in a bubble for three months, and you'd already arranged to send him back. Why is Mo going? He's thinking only of himself. Now this leads on to something that Tom Harrison said and was very open about. It's one of the few things that. Uh, I'm very pro Tom Harrison on, and also one of the few things that he's open about, uh, in my view, in that within England, over the English summer, there would not be the type of ultra-strict um, biosecure environments that we saw in Sri Lanka and India, that India experienced in Australia over the last winter.
1: And, and because... indeed, it was in England last last summer.
0: Absolutely, where, yeah, I mean, that was three months um, where players were just stuck in hotels, you know, with the occasional game of golf when they were able to in, um, in Southampton because it was attached to the hotel. Yeah. Um, and he spoke very well about the fact that, one, it's incredibly hard to be just stuck in your hotel room for that time, especially when the rest of the country can, is, can just, uh, is open. Can up. I just interject then? Yeah.
1: I, I agree with everything you've just said. Absolutely everything you've just said. Players' welfare is paramount. You need to look after it. And I can agree to an extent as well with the ECB this summer saying we need to find a way of living with COVID to some degree because we can't just have players hold up in hotel rooms, just seeing hotel rooms, and then going to the ground and back again, and that's all they ever see, and that's all that's their existence. But in terms of the question, um, the about the book launch. Oh no, I'm going to that the the book launch. <laughs> Um, I, as I understand it, this summer there is more freedom, but you kind of not need to plan it, and you need to kind of like talk to the ECB and kind of arrange things so that everything is kind of like looked after. Rather than that, you just turn up. My understanding is that while
0: I believe it was unwise, it wasn't against the rules, and this isn't the um, the sole sort breach, so to speak, of the environment that we've had. Um, we've had the Sri Lankan jailbreak, um, We, uh, <laughs> uh, for one for of a better phrase, um, which could quite easily have caused the cancellation of, um, of that tour when uh, special government dispensation was required at that time. Um, we had the whole of the England uh, party um, having to isolate due to a number of positive cases within the group. Mm. Um, and it was only due to geography that the Pakistan series was even able to go ahead. If oh, we, uh, we
1: had um, we had Joffrey Archer's circuitous route from uh, Southampton to Manchester as well, and I, I mean yeah. I know I know all of that. I mean that was, of, that
0: was a that was a breach though of the uh, of the yeah. rules. Here I, it, it that, doesn't but, appear. But I mean
1: the point was going to be that I think Joffrey got very lucky um, in mm. that because if he had. Brought COVID into the bubble. That series could have been gone, and he would have been right in the crosshairs. Then, so I think he did get quite lucky there. But yeah, I mean, I I think looking after the players is paramount. But um, when you, I mean, let's get to some of the other questions because they're they're flying in today. I I think a lot of people have got cricket on the mind today for some reason, and because we haven't got cricket in front of our eyes. Um, Simon says um, quarantine period for Dubai IPL is seven days. We were due to finish on the fourteenth non starter, he says. I would imagine that the, IC, the the BCCI has got particular fast routes in. If you're coming from a, 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 a country and you basically come on a charter flight or whatever, you probably can get in and reduce that quarantine period.
0: Yeah, we, we've seen that um, previously. I think with England's tour, uh, when they got to India, um, with other people travelling from the IPL um, when it was in the UAE. Yeah. Um, actually – England and Australia players travelling from England um, to the IPL in the UAE. Bubble to bubble uh, transport where it is uh, on a specific charter flight
1: um, has had a reduced um, and you, and you take quarantine test, period. You take the test en route when you board the flight, when you come off the flight, you go to your hotel. I mean, the England players presumably would have been travelling with the Indian players to go to the UAE because there's a lot of them involved in the, in the, uh, the IPL too. Yeah, um, and actually, with the IPL
0: last time, we saw the difference um, that Simon uh, spoke about because um, the vast majority of English and Australian players took the chart of light that the IPL uh, franchises paid for and uh, put on. Um, Joss Butler didn't because um, he went home, he travelled with his, his wife and daughter um, and then he had to quarantine longer and I think yeah. missed the first two matches of that uh, us
1: Those butlers always do things our own way. <laughs> um, the um, Here we go. We've got Anish Esprasad. I'm sorry for that pronunciation, Anish. Um, did India ever plan on actually playing this game? Now, I'll, I'll come in first on that one if I may, because I'm quite... I'm getting a little bit frustrated with the sort of narrative around this. Twitter is a poisonous place at times with when things like this happen. I, I can see both sides of this. Um, I think, and I always try and be neutral when I watch this test match. I don't really carry wins. I just want to see good cricket. And in the same way, kind of unraveling all of this kind of stuff, I can see both sides of it. I can see full wealth. If I am a member of that Indian side and I am, In that hotel, there's been positive tests. Your head coach is isolated in his hotel room because he's COVID positive. You're constantly taking test matches. It's probably all you're talking about inside that bubble because you're concerned about um, the welfare of the squad. I can totally understand the trepidation, the nervousness, the, the worry that might be in that Indian camp. I don't care how much money you've got and how much IPL deals you've got and everything like that. Health and safety and well-being comes above any of that. Um, so I can totally understand why they might say to people, we've had a negative test, but we still are feeling a bit uncomfortable about all of this. Um, what can be done? And starting that as a, as a discussion. Um, I mean, the kind of the, the the suggestion I've seen from some parties that India got themselves 2-1 up. They were happy to play the final few days at the, at the Oval um and therefore got themselves 2-1 up in the series and are therefore happy to kind of jump ship and go home now because they're 2-1 up in the series and it suits them with the IPL around the corner. I think he's a little bit poisonous and a little bit wrong because you are talking about human beings here at the end of the day. They might be very famous human beings with big bank accounts, but they are still human beings and are as susceptible to COVID as anybody else. Just because you are rich and you call Virat Kohli and you are famous throughout of India doesn't mean you can't contract COVID and it can't affect your family and it can't affect your life. So that, that I think, is a, is a kind of a bit of a red herring. The thing that does come into the equation, though, Neil, for me, after saying all of that, is that the IPL starting on the 19th of September is a major landmark. And the BCCI obviously couldn't complete the IPL in India um, going back into uh, the, um, for the forward in this year we obviously did our IPL dailies and we were discussing th- the height of COVID in India at the time and the effect that was having on the nation and it did seem to be at uh, in the last couple of days of that competition it was only a matter of time before somebody had to bite the bullet and say that was off billion dollar industry IPL so it had to be rearranged it's obviously in the UAE starting on the 19th so that is a hard date where they need to have their star players back for So that does come into it because you you start to kind of talking about delaying this test match and going back three, four days or whatever it is to make sure everybody's happy that COVID isn't going through, you know, rife in the Indian touring party. You can't do that on this, can you? Because the IPL, which is a domestic competition, ultimately, it's a domestic competition, even though it's one of the biggest sports tournaments in the world, it is a domestic competition. Effectively, that has prejudiced India's ability to stay on longer, or you know, and, and to play this fifth test, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, firstly, um, I can't comment on the fact that India um, ju- uh, got two one up and uh, and just wanted to bugger off to uh, save it because it's uh, it's well before the watershed. Um, I think that's let's just say so ridiculous.
1: I think I mean, um, if, you, if you go down that route. You are basically accusing Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma of not being competitive sports people. You're, yes. you're, you're accusing them of just carrying the cash. And, and You can and accuse only, Virat and,
0: of a lot, but not, not of not being
1: competitive. You, you, can, you only have to watch him for two minutes on the sports field. You know that that bloke is competitive. He's 100% competitive. There is no way Virat Kohli, given the choice, would not play this fifth test match. He would want to go away with a series victory earned the right way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Look, um, I've I've just come back off holiday. I took a COVID test while I was in Spain before I was allowed to fly out. Um, I have to take a COVID test today. Um, There's an incubation period um, where you can still um, get it but not be um, showing as positive uh, straight away. So a second test is completely understandable. um, And any suggestion that um, it's just a ruse to get rid of the game is disrespecting um, the players, and I'm not going to stand with it. Um, In terms of the delay which that would have entailed, um, I think there is a problem here. And one thing that I've seen um, bandied around on Twitter today is an article saying um, where the BCCI had asked for the test schedule to be moved forward when the IPL got rearranged as yep. is perfectly within their rights to do so. And um, the ECB said, no, uh, we're not going to do that. One, we've already sold a lot of tickets and uh, book stuff. But another thing um, is that they wanted Joe Root. They wanted Ben Stokes. They wanted, at the time, Joffre, Joss Butler, Johnny Besto to play two games of the 100. You see, um, I'll tell, I I tell you now,
1: I keep saying I blame the hundred. It's, it's, it's the crux of everything,
0: <laughs> but basically, we've been left with a um, a schedule that has absolutely no wiggle room for a delay. In the same I mean, way that just, um, just, yeah, West just Indies go back, delayed. Go back
1: on your point, though. India completely within their rights to request that England are completely in their rights to say we can't do that. We can't accommodate that. So no fault on either side there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um I believe the same is true uh, if the players have asked for a delay while they get a second test for um, reasons of incubation and making sure, because I think most people will agree that the most awful thing would be for us to get three days into the test. And then suddenly four of the India players who have been mixing with the England team have been um, in contact with the staff at Old Trafford. Suddenly they test positive, And then we have a real, real problem um, there um so i fully accept their uh, request to delay um but both boards um one prior to the test series starting and one now have refused to move the tests due to their uh, their domestic competitions um which uh, they have commitments to um and it's a really horrible um state to be where you have to um, make a choice between the two. Um, and I don't think either board um, was prepared to devalue their domestic competition um, by the loss of um, of hallmark players. Um, and I think that's how we ended up um, at the end, at a, a cancellation as it is now, rather than a delay. There just wasn't the flex for the India players to stay
1: in the country for several more days by knocking the test back a few days. V- Vasant's suggesting that couldn't India have fielded effectively a weakened team? That's that's the suggestion here. Pajara, Rahani don't get too many chances in the IPL. There are reserves in that squad. Couldn't they have fathomed some kind of eleven to have made it possible for them to start? But that that kind of that that is um, I can understand where, why Vassant's asking that. But what that suggests is that they are less likely to get COVID. These reserves, surely I mean, surely everybody in that squad is as likely to be in danger as as. Yeah, Virat Kohli is as likely to be in danger as the kit man.
0: All those, uh, all the people, all the uh, all the players, um, whoever they are, whether you're talking Virat Kohli or Prasad Krishna, um, they're worth the same when it comes to the virus. Um, you you don't make. Um, priorities because someone's better at cricket yeah, somebody's
1: I, not somebody's not more disposable because they, they average 10 less
0: yeah yeah ex- exactly you you damage the integrity of the game um and quite frankly i've spent the last 8 months hearing fans and media complain about joe root not getting his uh, his best test side so why would they accept a weakened side just to make up um the fixture but all of those players, even Pajara, has gone IPL contracts. He himself has uh, has yes, commitments CSK. To, to CSK. Um, pretty much everyone in the England team, apart from Jimmy uh, and Rory Burns and Asi, uh, most of them are signed up as well. They have their own commitments there as well. The, the window that we've got for this test series has got absolutely no flex for um any delays due to covid uh, we wouldn't have had for any test
1: at all apart from lords um, yeah, but- i mean that that it's a whole a whole another subject isn't it about we play far too much cricket um full stop and that's all forms um, we've played far too much cricket and there's no wriggle room there is no time for anybody to have some time off and there's no therefore there's no windows to actually shoehorn anything into at all um Anashil's prasad um you're bringing me attention to an article that you want me to read i'm kind of on this at the minute so i can't really read it but uh, i uh, i'll have a look at that later thank you very much um Vasanth back on. He's basically saying what Australia. I mean, this is quite a strong point, really. What Aust- I mean, from his point of view, what Australia did, England did, and India is doing is setting an, a, the wrong precedent. Why can't strict actions be taken to ensure such things don't happen? I mean, I, th- I think we covered that to a degree, Vasanth, in that cricket's got to find a way to live with COVID. Um, you know, you, we can't just have these players three almost 365 days of a year in a strict bio bubble where they're effectively like living in a zoo just for our entertainment. They are human beings at the end of the day. So what they've tried to do, um, and you have to remember as well that everybody's doing this for the first time. All of these boards are trying to get protocols and measures in place which relieve the strictness of all of these practices. And, in you know, and the way they try and control the players, they're trying to give the players a little bit more freedom, the ability to maybe enjoy life a little bit more and actually get away from cricket a little bit while still trying to manage COVID, which is an invisible threat that can permeate into probably most things. So it's a, it's a bloody difficult thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
0: And England have done it better than most. And this is uh, England's second bite of the cherry. They've, uh, they've clearly learnt from the struggles that players had uh, within the bubbles uh, d- during the West Indies and Pakistan series. And that is why the uh, restrictions have eased somewhat. Um, Australia, um, actually, apart from towards the end where we had the whole problem with uh, with the Gabba and, um, and Queensland going uh, into greater restrictions, were reasonably free once you'd done your two weeks hard, hard quarantine. Um, but yeah, you, you have the first, um, priorities, always the players. Without the players, we don't have the games. Um, and quite frankly, I don't think that the game is worth breaking someone. Um, we've already seen some players have to take things into their own own hands and withdraw from work to, um, to manage,
1: uh, I mean, this how series. This series would undoubtedly. I mean, it's been a great series, but this series would have been better if Ben Stokes had been playing. And Ben Stokes has withdrawn himself from selection because, you know, partly because of his mental well-being, and he wanted to take a break from the game. Um, I mean, th- they go hand in hand with too much cricket and too prescriptive and tight controls on players when they're actually playing cricket doesn't do us as supporters and journalists and watchers any favours because what we what we are paying our ticket prices for, what we're turning our televisions on for, what we're going to games for, is to see the best players playing the best cricket um, in the best possible way. And if you are grinding players down and you are making them shadows of their former selves by being so harsh on them and treating them almost like, let's like, say, zoo animals on display... You're not getting the best cricket. You're not getting ticket value. You are not getting the best entertainment. And that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the players. It doesn't help selling tickets. It doesn't help us enjoying the occasion. We want to see the best players playing the best cricket now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would direct um, anyone who, you know, feels that the players are there for our entertainment, that they're basically Mm -hmm. dancing monkeys that uh, just get brought out of the a very gilded cage um, for our, our enjoyment every so often and then go back in. Um, have a look at Sabre Shamsi's uh, Twitter feed. He's spoken very eloquently on this in the past and uh, on a few podcasts, quite a few of the players have, uh, to be honest. It's hugely wearing. I mean, I have I used to work in Audit, so I'd spend you know a lot of time in hotels, on my own, which is nowhere near what these guys do. But
1: I mean, going... There, to... Don't go too far with this, Neil. I mean, I've heard <laughs> stories of accountants unleashed. I mean, it's going to be...
0: No, no. Um, there are some stories, but no, for the most part, <laughs> you, you go to... Join us, after, join us after
1: nine for the uh, Neil only <laughs> after dark.
0: For the most part, you go, you go to your clients. You know, you don't know anyone there, really. You do work. You go back to your hotel have maybe some room service and you stay in there for the rest of the night watching um tv go to sleep um uh and then repeat um and that's nothing like what these guys have um you know we we've seen people struggle with life on tour where you're actually able to leave your hotel I was, and i was gonna say exactly that
1: you know you, you i mean going to tours of Sri Lanka or wherever, you see them riding on the backs of elephants and having days out here and there you get, you see them in the Caribbean, obviously enjoying the beaches and getting out to the, the local eateries. And, uh, and there's many fantastic ones of them. Yeah. You know, each country has its own um particular kind of tourist attractions and delights which you can kind of sample as a tourist in those countries and people still struggle on those tours because they're long tours and they're draining tours and you know if you're getting a little bit of stress because you're not scoring enough runs taking enough wickets you've lost your place and stuff it can be a pretty lonely existence even then and then if you take all of the all of the positive social activities away from you and just kind of like leave yourself in a hotel room dwelling on everything, then you can imagine that that uh, comes tough. I mean, it's, it sounds it sounds like we're making cricketers out to be. Um, harder done to than anybody else. There are plenty of people in the world that are suffering from COVID and suffering from very similar things, but that doesn't make it any easier for a cricketer just because other people are, are suffering the same way. I'll just go through a few of the, the messages have come in. i um, sorry if we don't get to them all because there's a lot today. Um, Chris says, couldn't they at least have had a bowl off? Give Leach and Ashwin at least an over during this series, <laughs> um, which is a very good suggestion. Um, the... Uh, Uh, I need to make sure I read some of these before I actually read them out. I don't want to be too anchorman. Um, Amit saying, and to think Jarvo so easily entered and exited the ground, justify that, he says. Very valid point. I mean, the only thing with that is I I do um, take issue a little bit with India's um, Indian fans being very high and mighty on that, because I've seen pitch invasions at Indian grounds as well and people running up to Virat Kohli. So it's not just England, English Not, even not though, even as much though, anymore. E- even not though, as much though, anymore, though, uh, the, I mean, because uh, I mean, they're all I mean, behind get, fences. Yeah, don't get me wrong, then, Neil, because... English security allowing Jarvo on once was bad enough, but three times was appalling. I mean, there's a video on YouTube. I actually just watched the other day of an Indian fan scaling the fence and running on to meet Virat Kohli. So, um, it is possible in India not to be recommended though. Oh, Um,
0: we've seen worse in India. Um, I remember one of my early memories of cricket is the 96 world cup in our semi-final versus, uh, Sri Lanka to get called off because, uh, because the fans were writing. I, I'm not taking any moral high ground there. But it, I mean, it's I don't think, I to don't think there is
1: any moral high ground to be had on any of these, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Just Matt says, um, I don't think it's the fact that the games have been called off that's the issue. The issue, it's been done after confirming no positive tests yesterday and then cancelling the day when countless fans are already... On route and some even already at the ground. I mean, I've received messages today. Of people say I've spent 300 quid on hotels. I've, I've booked the weekend in Manchester. Um, and now I'm kind of like, you know, ticket of ticket in hand kind of thing on route to the grounds and not able to get in. That's just, I mean, it is bad, but it's an info and a very unfortunate byproduct of all of this, isn't it? I suppose the, the nitty gritty is the actual Indian players are at the center of all of this. And that's taken time to unravel. Um, I'm sure, if the ECB and the I could have managed it better, they would have done.
0: Yeah. And um, communication has never been the uh, the strongest suit of uh, either board or, yeah. in fact, any of the boards across, um, uh, across the world. Uh, I, we saw a few times uh, over the hundred where, Um, I think rain delays weren't properly explained and then they did manage to get on, but a load of people had already Um, left. That that phrase in
1: cricket, cricket doesn't help itself. You hear that so many times because sometimes cricket doesn't do the sensible thing. I mean, ideally, the sensible thing would have been to the BCCI and the ECB to have sat down for however long it took last night and actually sort it all out last night, wouldn't it? So they could have got the message out 11pm or something and to avoid people setting off and, and doing whatever they needed to do. Whatever whatever the rights and wrongs of all that, we weren't privy to those meetings and the inside of that. So we don't quite know why it was delayed into today, but I would imagine there's a reason. We just don't know what that is.
0: Yeah. I mean, clearly the the players would have had those conversations with, um, with the higher ups earlier than today. If they've all been, um, uh, been kept in their bedrooms uh, uh, earlier this morning, as, uh, as would appear, then that request for additional testing, I, I heard rumours of that um, on Twitter last night. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I hate to say it, but at times, and especially over the last few years, I don't think the boards represent fans, um, and I certainly don't think the boards care what the fans think that much, apart from as a um, uh, as a profit centre. Um, for anyone who's stuck in Manchester, I heartily recommend uh, recommend urbis and the um, museum of science and industry um, they're wonderful and uh, and cristiano will be uh, at old trafford tomorrow so uh, uh, careful around old trafford there'll be a load of uh,
1: traffic i doubt there's too many tickets left for that it has to be said but the uh, the football museum's good as well you've been oh, that? well i think that's
0: is that within urbis um at the moment or has it been moved um but that, that's really good. Yeah, really it's Opposite that. the
1: station, the train station. It's just near the train opposite station. Opposite Victoria. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's Urbis, the big triangular museumy uh, y yeah. thing. Yeah, that's that's lovely. Um, yeah, lots to do around Manchester if you need to try to rescue um, a lost weekend. Um, I feel really sorry. Sorry for you. Um, there are also a few good uh, curry houses down Russia if they're not all
1: turned into shisha bars by now. <laughs> yeah, man, to be honest, there's wor- if you're going to be stranded anywhere, um, it has to be said that there are worse cities than Manchester. It's got- there's a lot to do in Manchester. So, uh, yeah, but just a re- it's just a really sad day, isn't it? It's just a really sad day that we can't yep. see the end of this series. It's been, I mean, we've been on, every, on nearly every day throughout the series talking about how brilliant the cricket's been, how brilliant some of the matches have been. India have been superb. England have had their moments as well. Joe Root's been excellent. Um, we've seen Jasper Bummer doing his stuff. We've seen Ollie Robinson coming of age. We've seen all kinds of little stories throughout this series, and it's just a really sad thing, I think, for, for this sport that we don't get this fifth test. Because, um, it, it, I mean, even if they do, I mean, I can't see it being rearranged. It has to be said. But even if they, oh did no, it will be. Even the, if, the... it's not going to be the same, is it? No, I, I, I think. That, and and uh, I'll tell you what, if they, if they do play in Tasmania, the guy that's got a ticket today in Manchester isn't going to benefit from that, is he? No. Um, maybe uh, maybe next uh,
0: next year when India are over for some white ball, um, if they can fit that in, shuffle the uh, the SAFA white ball games a bit. There's a three-week window um, in between the South African white ball and South African red ball, which I cynically assumed was going to be used for the hundred so that all the test players who are multi formats could play uh, all the games well why why go. not uh, yeah why not move it move i mean at it the moment
1: at, at the moment we've got um, we had this, a statement came out from one of the boards I think it was the ecb saying that the match had been forfeited by india which effectively would have made the series to all that was quickly deleted from the statement um and the bcci have obviously since made the offer of playing the fifth Test match. I saw a statement from the ICC saying it had been mutually agreed that it was cancelled, which would have been. But there, there is an issue um, with with the wording of how it's done, isn't there? Because obviously, excuse me, if, if BCCI forfeit, which effectively means they say we can't compete, we're going home. It's all yours, England. Um, that basically means that England can actually claim on the insurance for all of the Old Trafford. Loss financially because obviously staging a test match isn't cheap, refunding tickets isn't cheap, all the rest of it. So, there, if in your forfeit, there is that positive for the ECB if they decide to mutually agree that some, both parties have effectively pulled out of it and they're going to share the spoils, um, or um, yeah, that that then means that England probably can't claim on the insurance because they've effectively agreed not to stage the, the game. So there is, in, in terms of the wording and in terms of how this is actually articulated further down the line whenever the official announcement comes out on in terms of the results or a, a future fifth test match, that is important, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's very, very important. Um, I and mean, That legal wording, we, we spoke about this at the uh, postponement, um, as it turned out to be, of the IPL. Um, it was never cancelled because then you've got to pay back... Um, Goodness knows how much sponsorship yeah. money and and so on, and um it's very much in that area at the moment, so and you're talking I,
1: about you're talking about a lot of money, you know these yeah. sponsors don't just get it for five pence or five dollars or whatever you know they they invest in in cricket, they are investing in getting their brand in front of the world and they they're paying top dollar for it,
0: yeah, which is why I can see that cancellation being moved to um a uh, postponement. I think like the IPL was and a window will be found for uh, India to come back across and, uh, and play that match. Um, And a general compromise will be uh, found with all, all stakeholders. I think it's the only way forward, especially since the ECB have somehow gone from um, having 70 million in uh, cash reserves to pretty much zero, um, uh, Although, although they found two million for uh, Tom Harrington and Sanjay uh, uh, Patel, I believe it is, and uh, and his uh, cronies for their bonus. Um, but yeah, they'll um, they, they ECB can't afford to take that hit. Um, India can't really afford the goodwill uh, to be lost, and they can't really afford for um, the second biggest uh, board in the world. Uh, to be at loggerheads with them as much as they are a 900-pound gorilla in this room. Um, they still have to make good with the uh, with the few countries that uh, they actually allow to play test cricket. So something will be uh, found, and that game will be played, um, I assume, some point next year. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's slotted in along with the White Ball series next year.
1: Yeah, Sam Ratmana has said exactly the same. Um, he's come up with that uh, little window alongside the White Bull series next summer, so hopefully we can uh, we can get that sorted out. I think Creek Info were suggesting that as well, according to Samrat, so that's uh, potentially the way we get this fifth Test match played. Um, the one person that might be, I mean, there's probably more, I've seen a couple of comments on Twitter about people have had bets on the series um, and on the series' <laughs> results. Mark, Mark, if he has to wait till next summer to get his winnings, will be champion um, at the bit saying so that's a disgrace. I mean, you'd probably find some bookies might pay out um, just to, uh, for a PR exercise. But uh, there'll be some people there with betting slips in hand thinking, I can't. I don't want to wait till next summer to get my winnings on this series. Um, one silver <laughs> lining though, Neil, one silver lining from today is um, a good day to bury bad news, isn't it? Oh, good Lord.
0: Oh, oh my God. It was full on Alistair Campbell stuff uh, today. Um, like clockwork, uh, a massively lawyered Statement coming out from Yorkshire on the Azim Rafiq case. Um, I've read the statement. Um, it is, yeah, it's it's been written by lawyers to basically admit as little as possible um, and to gloss over the deficiencies in the investigation, which uh, therefore uh, everyone to see. You know the fact that the chair. Um, was a partner at the law firm which uh which did this uh did this investigation now i'm not saying it hasn't been done independently and um I, i'm not sure what the modern pc um uh term is but uh when i was training uh, chinese walls would mean that everything's at an arm's length and there's no um but no uh interference either way but There's still that perception that it's not 100%. Um, uh, From what I've seen in a lot of the reporting, a huge amount of people who were prepared to speak to the investigation have not been spoken to. Um, I believe the the statement said 29 had been interviewed. Now, there are a lot more, uh, by my understanding, who were ready to be interviewed and haven't been called forward. Um, So when a load of um, the allegations are not proven due to lack of um, available evidence, then that's due to a um, an intentional um, narrowing of the scope of that investigation um, I think, I outside think what does, of what they said.
1: I think what it does, Neil, it leaves the suspicion that they haven't been as thorough as they might be because they've not talked to people that might say what they don't want to hear. And that's that's yeah. the problem. And if you bring out, I mean, they've not r- released the full report. Um, they suggesting they can't legally do that because they can't name certain individuals because people are lawyering up left, right, and centre to t- basically go at them and sue them as soon as their names um, included. Um, and they are therefore putting out what I what I interpreted um, as a quite a bland PR um, cut down synopsis of a report where of 40 allegations made, they're saying only seven are legitimate. Um, most of the others haven't been proven because of lack of evidence, like you say, which to me is is them not investigating properly. You either disprove yeah. or prove because you actually investigate it properly. Um, and the, it it almost struck me, Neil, that of the 40 allegations, they've ordered them in rank of what um, would cause the most damage. And they've picked the seven that are easier to cast aside and it's that, I mean, for sake of argument, not providing players with halal meat is one of the, um, one of the um, things that they've said, which to Azim at the time would have been a problem um, yep. to, other, you know, to other people who wanted halal meat. It would have been a problem, but from a PR point of view saying we were actually a bit remiss not to do that at the time. And we're going to do that now. You can get rid of that very quickly it's not quite as damaging as actually a real overt racism, which was in some of the other allegations. They, they've they basically
0: said, "Yeah, this was wrong, but we've already sorted it out." So look, we've we've already been doing everything. There's nothing really more for us to do on the halal thing. One, it's um, it doesn't have to be a malicious problem. It's just a lack of forethought, yeah. um, and. I actually saw uh, similar uh, stuff at a test match. Uh, I believe it was with the India team uh, in Australia. It happened um, happened on one day in Adelaide, I believe, although I may be wrong there, um, where um, there wasn't vegetarian uh, food that provided for, uh, I think it was Ishant, But after, um, after that day where the team ordered in, um, then it was sorted out. I think yeah. also and that's, Bangladesh or
1: somewhere. That's what you do, that. isn't it? If you, if you make a, a mistake because of a lack of foresight or a lack of understanding, anybody can do that. Because, yeah, the whole point of all this is that people have different cultures and different beliefs and different desires. And some people maybe don't quite get that. But if you're then told, then you you make provisions to actually accommodate, don't you? And that then you move forward on that way by saying, Very sorry, didn't realise, let's get this sorted out. I I just think the report smacks to me of being a little bit vague, a little bit lacking in substance, a little bit of a PR exercise rather than a real understanding of what they need to do as an organization. And that to to bring it out today under the guy I mean they may have been planning to bring it out today anyway. That's probably what they will say. But I used to do the job as PR and communications at at Yorkshire County Cricket Club. And to me, if I'd seen that a test match was being cancelled and I'd got an important statement to bring out, I'd probably go to the chief executive at the time and say, we should delay this a day because it's not going to get seen. You bring it out now because it's going to get ambushed by people talking about everything else but, and you therefore hide it. And that is the the thing that I, I don't like about today. Even if it was pre-programmed to go today it should have been withheld until at least tomorrow I think or Monday or whatever I've been critical of the Yorkshire for not saying enough through this process and not releasing to enough statements but then to release the important statement on a day where they can hide it I'm even more critical of that and I don't I don't get that I don't want to get drawn into anything else too much on in terms of the discussions on that because I think a lot of that will come out in the wash but um, yeah, it just leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. As I said on that tweet earlier, get out of bed this morning. Um, leap out of bed looking forward to a day's Test Match cricket, only for that to be cancelled and then to find out. My club, which I support, has issued a, a statement on a very important investigation, effectively trying to get it uh, under the carpet, I think is uh, it kind of leaves me with a bit of a sour taste in my mouth today. It makes me just want to go back to bed, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the the main thing is,
0: like with the, the halal mills, no one's going to string you up for making an honest mistake. Look, yeah. I, I've been in that situation. I'm vegetarian. Um, I've been uh, in a place where I've gone somewhere and, you know, they haven't had vegetarian food. If, people understand that. Mm. But if you make an honest mistake, then you acknowledge it and you try to do better. There's been a considered lack of that throughout this whole process. Um, there's certainly been a huge amount uh left out of um, that statement on the fact that Azeem went to the uh, the chief exec and the uh, director of cricket um, in 2018 with very specific points. And all they've said on that is, yeah, we didn't follow uh, procedures. No, mm-hmm. no, you just ignored it. And it wasn't until, firstly, yourself and um, Wisdom put something out and thought, all right, yeah, there's not... Um, as much coverage on that. We can ignore that again. ESPN Crick Info get involved um, and then suddenly they uh, they do something. Um, the you only see, way I, I see this I, going is um, I, I think either it's going to get leaked and uh, someone's going to use parliamentary privilege, much like with the use of um, uh, going around super injunctions for Ryan Giggs and uh, John Terry and uh, so on, and something gets get said in the House Commons, or there'll be a proper parliamentary investigation we've seen that Julian it, it, Knight
1: it, it it's needs already it, it needs it it uh, needs to be it needs to be truly independent and properly investigated um, yeah. I mean if, if I'm your boss Neil and you come to me and say um, James I've had instances of racism in my work in in my work and I don't take notes of that meeting and I ignore you completely and don't really get back to you and in the meantime you're sacked effectively um, that's not dealing with this situation that's you know what 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 you should do as an employee employer rather in that uh, in that time even if i personally think that what you're telling me is has no foundation whatsoever is to write it all down talk to the the relevant parties if necessary get you both in a room and bang your heads together and say get on because there's nothing in this and you just need to you know this is a workplace get on with it or if it is necessary say you're sacked because you've been racist. Yeah, you know, there's there's you know the investigation in, in, in that situation can find guilt or not dependent but it's got to be properly investigated at the time and just to totally ignore it and then three years later then be forced into having to do a, a proper investigation into institutional racism it's just not satisfactory. And that, that report today is not satisfactory. And it's I don't think it's the end of it either. Like you say I think that, that the, you can't as a as Yorkshire come out with something as bland and as lacking in substance as that and expect that to actually do the job and, and for everything to move on without any, any other, uh, um, repercussions. Anyway, let's get, uh, round up the cricket. It's oh, cancelled. J- just, sorry, just one thing, on, there. one thing I'll on one thing
0: on that. <laughs> one thing on that. Um, uh, we all have a go at social media, um, because there is a lot of absolute bile out there, and, and we've probably experienced quite a bit of it on uh, on Twitter today um, and other social media platforms which are available um, regarding the uh, regarding the Test match. However, it has been very very good in uh, um, in keeping this to the fore. Um, I've I've had contact with loads of cricket fans who similarly have refused to let um the story of uh, that Azim's uh had to deal with um be silenced by Yorkshire. Um it's been kept alive through um uh people like you uh, journalists like yourself and uh, and George Bell and um um uh, and uh, Taha um at Wisden, but also Cricket fans have shown vocally their disgust with how Yorkshire have have dealt with this. And because that is going to continue, then there is no way that anything other than full transparency from Yorkshire is going to make this go away. It can't be buried in a social media world. And social media is very good for that.
1: As you say, full of bile, but also full of good as well. And I think one of the things I've noticed, Neil, over the last... I mean, I interviewed Michael Carberry over a year ago now when he said that cricket was rife for racism. And I got a lot of backlash from that, a lot of positivity, but also a lot of people saying, absolute rubbish, there's no racism in cricket, and you know, criticising me for running that interview. Um but so what I've noticed, I mean, George Floyd, Michael Carberry, Azim Rafiq, all you know, Ebony Rayford, Brett, Michael Holding, blah 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 blah, all of the people that are actually stood up and been vocal enough, and I don't think brave is the right word; they're just doing the right thing um, to s- state what their experiences have been. Michael Holding's book is is excellent um, in terms of that as well. I have seen a lot more people actually coming out, whether white, whatever color coming out and actually saying that's wrong or, you know, sticking up for the right side of things. Um, Whereas before, I think people were kind of scared of saying stuff or they just didn't bother saying anything. I think people have been empowered a little bit to be a bit more anti-racist. And that's that's surely a good thing as we move forward because, I mean, there's still some idiots out there. Don't get me wrong. I'll get DMs quite a lot from idiots. But I think empowering people to actually say the right stuff is certainly a good thing from social media.
0: It's not enough to be... Uh, To not be racist, you have to actively be anti-racist. If uh, we're going to get the changes
1: that we need, yeah, and we can't uh, can't stop talking about it either. The amount of people keep saying to me, "I'll stop banging on about it." No, because as soon as you stop banging on about it, everything reverts back to how it was, and you need to keep the pressure on because otherwise, progress isn't made by stop banging on about things. You've got to keep banging on about stuff; otherwise, progress is not made. The cricket, though. Is Neil going to interrupt me? No, he's not. The cricket has been cancelled at Old Trafford. We're not going to get five days of the fifth Test match. Let's finish with this message from Samrat. Um, Thanks for all of your messages today and indeed throughout this series. Um, Samrat finishes with, I can understand the disappointments of the fans, but COVID is very uncertain. Um, Can come from anywhere. So people, please stop blaming the players. They are providing good entertainment during these times. IPL doesn't only involve Indian players. It involves every cricket-playing country. If the IPL bubble gets infected, the World T20 could then be effective as well. Um, And I think that's uh, quite a nice little... Two little messages there that I think sum up the situation. It's not the players' fault. We need to look at the bigger picture. We need to look after the players. COVID is a threat, and we need to try and make the best of it. It's just not a very good day for cricket today. Uh, And, uh, yeah, sad news for all of the uh, people attending indeed sad news for all the players as well because they would have wanted a full stop to their series too but um thank you very much to all of the fan badges for joining me throughout this series it's been kind of brought to a a premature end our daily podcast as well we will come back um it was going to be wednesday but it might be before that now we will come back with a kind of like a series review um and we usually do an award ceremony and stuff like that so that will be coming up sometime in the future not quite sure when that yeah it might be brought forward from wednesday to be a bit closer to the end of this series like non-end <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly. non-end
0: next so, year uh, ne- next year we'll uh, we'll do the series review
1: yeah so we yeah we yeah, we have to wait for the series review until next summer. <laughs> no. <laughs> that'll be that'll be very unsatisfactory I think. So we we will be back with one final sort of catch all England this is India live daily podcast as well with as many fan badges on it at, uh, as possible all wearing their best dresses and and various things for the award ceremony. Um, but thank you to all of them for uh, joining me as we've gone through this series. Thanks to the players. Thanks to everybody for the entertainment that they've had. Thanks for all of your messages as well. It's been uh, really good. I mean, we've kind of tried this live video thing. Um, this time for the first time during this series. And it uh, seems to have got a good reaction, got good viewers. And uh, it's always good, actually, to get the interaction during the podcast as well. Get your questions during the podcast so we can at least uh, try and answer them or, or at least uh, mention you as well as we go through the pod. So I think that's something that we'll continue as we go through the IPL dailies, which are just around the corner, starting on the 19th or resuming on the 19th. Neil will be back with me as we go through the IPL alongside the, the various fan badges. You get no time off, Neil Verani. No, I've just remembered how my team was doing. Uh, I, was getting, I was getting very angry at
0: uh, Bayless and Warner, uh, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> need to re- to you need to
1: rekindle that fire, Neil, and get the anger back um, yeah. so that we can uh, get that as we go through the last weeks of the IPL. And obviously, the World T20, T20 World Cup, whatever it's called these days, then the Ashes, plenty more cricket to look forward to, even if it isn't. Over the next five days. Thanks for joining me today, Neil. Thank you for watching and listening, everybody. I have been James the Cricket Badger. It's been a dissatisf- unsatisfactory day, but we'll be back very soon to talk about more cricket. We'll see you then.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network